You're listening to the Ecological Podcast, all about our positive partnerships with horses and other animals through work and play. Your hosts are Rebecca Bayliss from Little Green Stables and Kate Blackmore from Ecological Positive Partnerships. Kate, it's been a funny week because it's been muddy and wet and yucky. Yeah. And so today's going to be great because we're talking about the podcast. Yeah. And so that's all fun. We're talking on the podcast. So today we're going to cover the subject, my horse doesn't follow the manual. Yes. Which, there are so many manuals out there and it's so (laughs) easy and straightforward when you read the manual and watch the videos. Why does my horse not understand what I am asking? Um, It's a subject that I think we as people who are training horses come across all the time and when we're with our horses it's not supposed to work that way you're not supposed to do it that way um I know when I'm breaking down the behaviors that you have shown me and my horse isn't getting it I'm kind of wondering why um so I think this is a subject that a lot of us going through training especially reward-based training probably come up against quite a lot yeah absolutely and it's not just you know even trainers everybody has this problem but maybe trainers don't just usually don't tell you that they have this problem they they only show us the slick (laughs) stuff exactly um but it's something that we all we all come across and you know I work with quite a variety of horses but I still this still comes up for me quite a lot and I think the really important part of it is when that happens, knowing how to deal with it, go having like a toolkit to go to, to be mm-hmm. able to assess why it's not going right and what you can do to encourage that behaviour or leave that behaviour alone. Because there are some times where you might just need to leave that behaviour for, just park it there. Okay. You know, not um, for the horse, but also, you know, we can get really frustrated at ourselves and get really frustrated with our horse. And then what happens is, like, it just goes from worse to really, really bad. And Mm. then you come out and it was a bad session. Your horse feels the pressure as well. You're Mm -hmm. feeling demotivated. And that is never how we want to end a reward-based session. We want everyone feeling good. And we want to feel good about ourselves. We want our horse to be feeling good. I think we go into a training session with a plan, don't Mm. we? And I think that's good in many ways to have a plan. But then I think the plan needs to have a... It needs to be flexible. So maybe... um, I know we've talked about this before... To have a plan A and then a plan B. Yeah, and then a plan C and D and E. Okay. And F. Yeah. (laughs) Because also, you don't know uh, what horse you're going to be presented with on that day either. So you don't know overnight what's happened. Has something happened that maybe the horse you're working with on that day, your beloved Mm. horse just maybe is a bit more distracted. Or, you know, with us, what's sometimes happening is there'll be a hunt on somewhere or they'll you know, and it will really distract yes. rum and it's yeah, really hard. Yeah, or shooting or something. Or shooting and or loud something. Noises yeah, and... exactly. And I mean, sometimes we can't even hear it, but we know it's happening because he's fixated in that mm. distance. And, you know, it's, it's it's that understanding of, okay, well, that's going on. So that is causing you a little bit of distraction, maybe a little bit of stress. So maybe the stuff that we wanted to work on today in order to get you to engage needs to be the the behaviours that you really, really enjoy and that's okay. I've noticed this week with we've had some nights where it's just been blowing a hoolie and torrential rain and the next day 
he is there's an advert there's an advert with Joan Collins in a guy's changing room and <laughs> she says, and, and this guy says somebody and she's having a tantrum and this chap says somebody give oh, her I've seen this. somebody give her a snickers <laughs> yeah. and um this Joan Collins eats the Snickers and then turns back into the chair. Yes, yeah. And and he's been like that. So he comes in from the field into the yard, which is where they're in in the day at the moment, the yard and the school. And he's like, oh, he's cross. I'm going so fed up and frustrated. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Let's get you. He's, he's been able to eat all night. He's mm. had the grass, but it's almost, it's, it's. I, but has prob- he been able to get sleep? Probably not. Yeah. So maybe starting grumpy. Yeah. So yeah. Um, he was like that on Monday, wasn't we? Yeah. Fit, and it was one of the first times we've seen. We've worked with Rum for a long time with you. Um, that I've seen that with Rum, and it, there was this frustration. And so, in that situation, teaching new behaviours mm. is not such a good idea. No, because it could, you could really think about causing even more frustration. You can work on your your behaviours that you already have and maybe raise the criteria a little bit, but I think maybe going for something completely new, which we found out because we were doing a lot of the circling and we were getting a lot of pouring and we were getting yes, a lot of... And yeah. we just kind of went, no, let's just not worry about that today. That's yeah. okay. And it's also, you know... Us, as as the people working with him, us being okay with that, that can mm. be really hard because we are, throughout our lives, it's all about, the, we'll go for this goal and I need to reach this target and that target mm. and, and actually... And what really... are you doing with your horse yeah, as well? Exactly. There's a, their pressure from the rest of the world, you know, rums four and I have people ask me all the time, have you not backed him yet? What are you doing? Why aren't you sitting on him? I get that all the time and, yeah. and it, it doesn't bother me because I just say, you know what, he's in kindergarten, he's in nursery now, he's in reception. <laughs> they say to that <laughs> they just look at me a little bit odd but I, they look at me a little bit odd most of the time anyway so it's fine um but uh, yeah Maybe I, that's the way to stop them from from asking you any more questions is just saying some really outlandish things like why is in nursery and then yeah. it's like okay well i'm not going to talk to her anymore no, she's, she's absolutely crazy obviously <laughs> she's very crazy but i think i think yeah it's it's um it's the pressure of and also the pressure on yourself if you've got a horse in livery and you've got that hour or that half an hour before you go to work and that half an hour at the end of the day mm. and you've you know you want to do you want to move on and you get there and the horse is you know your horse isn't his head isn't in the right space and there is there is the saying ride the horse you have today mm-hmm. um and i think that's a really good saying and i think it should be train the horse you have today as well or just work with the horse you have today and i suppose that goes too too true with us if we've had a really pants day and we're really frustrated or you know maybe someone's cut us up when we're driving or you know we sort of had a bit of negative feedback or you know there's it for me I know I worry about the animals I see so if there's an animal that I've seen and I think I'm not sure we're going to get better for this animal you know Mm. I will play on my mind Mm. and and then if you go into that situation with your horse and expect you to perform and them to perform then then that you know you're not going to follow the manual are you because no and <clears throat> and I I do think that awareness is really important so if you are going if you're in a training session and you've kind of gone in like that and nothing's working it's that understanding that awareness of well it's probably because that's where I'm at myself mm. and being able to say but that's okay like we you know we have emotions it's really important for us to feel our emotions but when it comes to our training sessions what is also important is to be able to set those aside when we go into work with our horses yeah yeah, yeah. because this is something that we work on a lot at the center is 
really grounding into your space and being really present and mindful and almost leave just leave that other stuff behind. it'll still be there in half an hour an hour it'll still be there mm. just really be with your horse but what is also lovely is you know horses are very therapeutic like there's if i'm in a bad space being with a horse can be wonderful because you can just leave that and just the smell the touch yeah. the interaction you know i think the the key word there is being mm. so not training yeah not working mm. just being yeah so when you feel like that just being with them watching them eat or just observing or just yeah like you say yeah. just smelling them and i i mean my five they smell so different yeah it's really weird you know if all of them i can I can tell by their smell. Everybody's got visions of you just with your nose on your... Oh, no, well, they, like... do, they do smell really different. I mean, I can tell their poos as well, which is also a little bit strange. But you, I can. That's a patchy poo. That's a rum poo. That's an arty poo. I know their poo and I know their smell. You yeah. know, it's, 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 they have an individuality, of course. Just yeah. like... Just like... Uh, yeah. So I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> I'll poos. Yeah, no. Um... So I think, yeah, just being, and it's at the moment, again, you know, it's just crappy weather, that's mm. hard, and I think sometimes the training just takes a little bit longer, it's a little bit slower, because we don't have a lot of time this time of year, and we're just fighting the, the, the weather, and, yeah, and general absolutely. life, really. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, and after this year, I mean, it's just been an absolute ball lake, hasn't it, really? We're all kind mm. of, you know, dealing with the change in everything in the world, but also horses, they are therapeutic in themselves. You know, we know through equine therapy and stuff that they, they really help. And actually, they can either be mirrors or they can be medicine. And horses will really medicate you. If you just be with them, maybe you don't get round to training, but you're probably going to come out feeling better than you did because mm. you've just spent time with your horse. Yeah, yeah. And they will appreciate that as well. They will Absolutely appreciate the appreciate pressure not being put on. Yeah. And, and there's that understanding. But anyway, should we get back to our topic? Yeah, let's get back to the let's let's get back to the manual. <laughs> well, should we talk about um, rum and shoulders over first? Okay, so we rum. We've taught rum lots and lots of fabulous behaviours, and he's very quick on learning mm -hmm. most of the time. There are some behaviours, or there are some. Yeah, there are some behaviours that he prefer. He he seems to really like the thinking games, mm -hmm. doesn't he? Yeah. Um, so it's that's really interesting. And once he has a behaviour, he obviously likes to show you that behaviour a lot, even when you don't want it. <laughs> Which again is part of the process of I'm pleased with myself, mm -hmm. and this is you know because I've learnt this and I gather that you like it because you're rewarding me, so I'm going to keep showing you it. So we have that too. Um, but shoulders over. Gosh, did we struggle with that <laughs> behavior so we 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 learnt hindquarters mm -hmm. over quite easily at really really easily um one way more than the other that's generally uh, a natural thing for a horse so they're one you know they have a, a left and a right preference you yeah. know so we know that he has one way that he finds a lot easier than the other way um and that's fine we just work on the side he finds trickier more so that we balance it out so hind end over was absolutely fine, not a problem at all. Shoulders over. I couldn't get it, he couldn't get it, we couldn't get it. It was, and it just became um, messy. I just, you know, we, I watched videos on it, we, we broke it down, um, we tried adding the cones in to help, but it didn't. I tried doing it so he'd copy me, but nothing seemed to work. And it was, it was, um, 
irritating that, that he wasn't going to get it if I'm, you know, it, yeah. it, because he's so quick and he's so clever and he is a bit of a flagship. You know, I go out to clients and they'll say, oh, look what you're doing with rum and, you know, and what you, mm. and it's like, yeah, he's great. He says, oh, but he doesn't do shoulders over. <laughs> <laughs> no, damn it. one thing he yeah. can't do. Maybe um, he felt that <clears throat> expectation though as well. Maybe he did. I remember doing a session <clears throat> with you and I think I've got it on video actually okay. and saying, how are you feeling now, Be- right now, Becky? You're trying to do shoulders, you're frustrated and you could just see Rum looking at you kind of feeling the same way yeah and it mm. was really interesting because it became this thing that you needed to yeah. do then and you then... focus everything else goes out the window you yeah. just want shoulders I just want shoulders over yeah don't give me anything else the fact that you can you know you know free jump yeah absolutely that, that you know your colors and your shapes and you say yeah. yes and no and you can back yourself around a square that's irrelevant I want shoulders <laughs> over and I want it now yeah Exactly, and when you, when you went into doing those exercises as well, I think you had that sense. Oh God, we're going to do shoulders over now, and this is. Yeah. Oh God, let it work this time. Yeah, and I think that's where the fun went out of it as well. Mm. So what we did to help with that is we. Rum loves the po- the podium, doesn't he? The he pedestal. Does, yeah, he does it. Podium, he does same it. thing. Yeah, same um, thing. Absolutely, really enjoys that. So we did it in conjunction with the pedestal. Mm. So we got him to walk over and he did start to get it then. He, he did. started to go you know round. The, the other thing you, you did, that we did, you took me away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said, I'll do this, I'll do this. I've got an idea. I'll take him up to the pedestal and we'll try something different in a different place and a place that he feels quite empowered. Yeah, and confident. And, yeah, and confident. And I think that, you obviously picked up on my frustration and you just said, right, you stand and watch and I'll just try. Yeah. Because it is quite a it is quite a tricky behaviour when you've got your target in your bag and you're looking. Again, it's like, all for me, it's over-sensory. And it's walking and it's going away from you some yes. of the time. It is coming towards you but and away for you. And it is, I mean, I guess, I don't know for sure, but I would think there is more, the hinds are easier because... I feel that they cross the hinds a lot more naturally yes, than they do. They do the... Well, you think they cross the hinds when they're coming in and out of gates? Yeah, exactly. So all the time when you're leading them from the field to the yard or the yard to the field or you're out walking, you know, the hinds, they do cross them over quite a lot. When you're loading, you know, when you load in the lorry, you know, you step into the lorry and then you cross your hinds over. So from a physical aspect, you do do that a lot more. Do you cross your... Sh- do they cross their shoulders? I don't... They like the front legs? I don't no. see it as much. Shoulder over, no. Maybe someone will write in and correct us on that. Yeah, back, you, don't don't see it. So. you don't see it as much. So... So that was a way that we got around it because it became this fun behaviour for him because it was mixed in with something that he had positive associations Mm. with, which is really important. Also, you know, we had assessed at the beginning, if something's not quite happening, a behaviour's not quite going right, the very first thing you need to do is think, is this physical? Is there a reason? So I'll give you a perfect example of this. I was working with Treacle. And you'll kind of go, why the hell did you do that? <laughs> and now I go, but sometimes I do things. I think, God, why, you know, I'm not sure why I did that. Anyway, teaching Heinz over, yeah? Mm-hmm. So I went to teach it. I did it once. She just had a little bit of a weight shift, but there was a little bit of tension. 
clicked rewarded, went back, did it again, and foot came straight up towards me. And I went, oh, okay. Now, Treacle finds that very difficult because of her, the way that she is built. She's quite Mm. square in the high. And so, at that point, and I was actually demonstrating to someone as well, and, you know, it's a really good example of, okay, this is a physical reason why she Mm. can't do this. She's shown me very clearly that this is not something that she is able to do. Um, And so... She didn't have to do that. It was just a behaviour because it's a behaviour that can be taught and it can be fun, yeah, but it's not yeah. fun for her. So so I don't have to teach her that behaviour. Mm. I don't need her to do that behaviour. So I will leave it. So also when you are teaching behaviour, do you need it? Like we know with Ron we're going to need it in the future. Yes, so that's why yeah. we wanted to. But really, really think, okay, do I really need this behaviour? Mm. And also before that, is it physical? Now, it might be one day they'll do it, the next day they won't. Now, especially in this weather, they could have tweaked themselves, mm, you know, they could have... Mm. Especially with the more... Um, the more kind of... Um, mobile? Mobile movements, yeah, exactly. So The you, fine mobility. Exactly, exactly. The, the, when you're refining the mobility. It, yes, exactly. <clears throat> and so, also, what you could do in that sense, if you're not sure if it's physical... Mm. I would then go off and do something else. So I go, right, we're not quite getting this. Let's just leave this, park this for a minute. Um, And then I would go off and I would do some other exercises and then I would assess it from Mm. there and just see, because, you know, you might be getting the crossover at other times when you're not even asking for it because they have to slightly move. And I would just assess it there and then then you can move forward. Yeah, I think ruling out any physical issues is, is, well really important because you need to make sure that the horse is able to do it and also if you are encouraging them to to perform a behavior where there is physical issues you're going to end up on the back foot and and then you're putting in poison cues aren't you I mean you're training a horse that's that's sore and that's 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 really dangerous with this because the power of the training and the conditioning is so um strong Mm. one of the big big no-nos is training a horse in pain Mm. because you can actually condition that pain which is just with the training which is which is just a really scary thought so you know you most of the time you would know obviously if your horse was in that much pain you would know not to work Mm. them but obviously if you had a horse on box rest because they've had an abscess or something you're not going to do any clicker training with them in the stall you do enrichment that's fine but no clicker training um that's a that's a big big side of it um so so going back to ram so either so you check it's not physical Mm -hmm. Check it's not the learner that's teaching, like me. <laughs> yeah, but th- and <laughs> that's it, that's the next th- That's bit. the point, it, yeah. was, it was me. It, yeah, I think... It was a combo, but it was more me than him. I, but also, I think that it was, it was a very new behaviour for, a different kind mm. of behaviour. And just check, you know, am I raising the criteria too fast? It's right, really possibly. Important. So how yeah. can I break it down even more? Mm. Or... Um, you know what have I what am I carrying with me what what mm. emotions have I got me what how do I feel about this behavior am I really actually putting quite a lot of pressure on my horse to you know to perform this behavior and then it becomes a really negative thing for them and if you're on your own like we train a lot together but I, obviously I train in the week when we're not together but if you're on your own it's quite good to video that it not not yeah. you know to just video your training because you'll learn so much about yourself yeah and how 
your body languages and how you're actually offering. Because what I found with the shoulders over is that I was asking the step was too big. So I, instead of from going from naught to one, I was again going naught to five mm. because of my inexperience. So I had to learn to break that down. But because Rum couldn't get naught to five, he was getting frustrated, which then I was getting frustrated, which means that I was trying to drill it which was like mm. just repeating, repeating, repeating. But I didn't get it the first time, so I'm not going to yeah. get it the fourth time. And drilling can be quite dangerous <clears throat> because if you drill at the same level all the time, mm. what you'll see is your horse will start like adding on other behaviours yeah. because it thinks that you want more. So this leads me on quite nicely to um, the mountain block with rum. Mm. So... Um, with Rum, it's been really good with the mountain block, hasn't it? He's been He's learning been to stationary and then he'll come and he'll line up. Yeah. But we did have a time a couple of weeks ago where we raised the criteria quite fast and then he opted out. Yeah? Yes. And I was aware, I was very aware that the mountain, lining up at the mountain block is, is pretty serious. We want to get that right and we want to make sure that he mm. really enjoys that. And I've just been working on this with another horse at the centre who has a really negative association started walking through the mountain block. Mountain block is actually probably, you know, top two or three behavioural areas that I see things go wrong the most. Mm. Um, and I think with rum especially... What I've noticed he does is because he was, he, at first he was lining up perfect, but it never went any further. You were just asking for the same thing, the same thing, the same thing. Okay. And then the behaviour started to slip. He'd start moving around and offering slightly different things. Did you notice yes, that? Yes, I did notice. Yeah. So I, when he opted out, we decided to leave it. And just have a let, let's have a break from the mountain block. We don't need the mountain block right now. We know no. we do need it eventually. But let's go and work on some other stuff. Mm. And then we'll revisit it. Mm. So number one take home from that is when he does do it again, we are going to be raising the criteria. And we're going to keep adding on more and more. Because he's almost asking for the yeah, criteria well, because you're just be Yeah, exactly. Because you're <clears> stood there. He stood there waiting. He's like, right. And you're starting to put weight on. And then he's like, right, okay. Okay, well... What's next? What's next? You know, because he's so mm. used to the criteria mm. going up. So, you know, which may be sitting on him, Becky. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, <laughs> I can't wait for that podcast. <laughs> um, so that's really good. But also in, in not focusing on that behavior, we're going away and we're focusing on more fun, you know, um, not so goal oriented behaviours, what we will probably find is all that stuff with the mount block sorts itself out. Yes. Because there's this holistic effect that happens. Yeah. It's not just um, anybody that does this training, you will notice there's a change in your horse in so many ways and suddenly things that you had a problem with have just magically sorted themselves out. Mm, and that mm. is because of the way that the training works, because um, they're feeling better and all that kind of stuff, that it just, it all, so, so if you can, if you start seeing a behavior really not going downhill and you're not quite sure why, or it's a really important behavior, you don't want it to go wrong, just park it for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Just park it and step away. If it's a behaviour that you do need to teach, start asking you the, yourselves those questions. How do I feel about this behaviour? How am I being when I'm teaching this behaviour? Have I raised the criteria too fast? How can I break it down more? And I'd say that to a lot of people that I work with. If they're not quite getting it, 
think about what you can do because 99% of that time it is us. Yes, you know, oh, I think definitely. I mean, we once we realised that I was not getting shoulder over, <laughs> that you had to take over to teach that behaviour and then... So Rum then knew it so that I could just cue it. Yeah. We, you know, the, the issue was me. The issue wasn't Rum. And he didn't understand the behaviour until he was taught it, but I was the wrong person to teach it. Yeah, and also, um, like you said, you were expecting, like, a step over, mm. whereas I was expecting a shift in weight to start mm. off with. Yes, yeah, so my criteria was bigger. You had yeah. massive criteria, and he probably knew that. He was like, whoa! Yeah, like, yeah. Um... Also, you know, you don't have to, when you work on behaviours, you don't have to wait till they're perfect. A lot of the time, we don't work, we don't drill, 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 Mm. and then wait for perfection and then move on. We Mm. kind of do, oh, let's do this, let's do that. And our training sessions are full of, are sandwiched, aren't they? So we use these behaviours that we know how to teach and they're like, you know, 80% right. You know, not absolutely perfect yet. And then we put in a couple of new behaviours because we don't want to put too much stress on Mm. creating too much. That's really important as well. Oh, yeah, I think that the... um to set your training session up with something that they know, something new, something that they enjoy, something that they're good at, something that's new, is, is really good, mm. isn't it? You're, you're putting the behaviours on a variable schedule, yeah. for want of a, a, another and phrase. And you're keeping it nice and fresh. You're yeah. keeping it really, um, you know, ex- so they look forward to mm. it and you're mixing it up and and even though in our sessions we have now that we've started doing a bit of the free jumping we do use the session a little bit we do kind of generally do the jumping bit first but that's only because we're using the energy that yes. he has yes. we won't do that always once that behavior he understands that behavior and he's like oh we're doing this now We'll, we'll do that at different times in the session because mm-hmm. it's good not to have a routine. Yeah, it's good because as it does that, becomes boring in itself. Yes. It's yeah. a bit like the rate of reinforcement as well. So that's another thing. If they're not getting the behaviour, ask yourself about the rate of reinforcement. Are you reinforcing them enough? Are you giving them what they value enough? Do you need to be, are you using chapter, they need carrots? Mm, yeah because mm. all horses are different and it might be it's just not rewarding it's stuff mm. and it's more rewarding not to do the behavior than to do it good point full of them <laughs> <laughs> so that's um that's something else um i want to just go back to what you were saying about um rum uh, when you know you teach a behaviour and then he starts doing it all over the place. Yes. So we're going to talk a little bit about stimulus control yes. as well along that. So this has come up uh, today, uh, earlier today I was at work. So we have this horse at the Cockroach Centre called Treacle who is just fantastic, but the reports that have, were coming to me is that she did not want to go into the mountain block. Now we know it's not physical, we know that it is a behavioural issue um, because... To be honest, she's working in a riding, in a riding school, mm. and this is what comes up. But she's on a treadmill, isn't she? Exactly, day, day and as positive thing. we try to make it, mm-hmm. we cannot get away from that. So we are always developing, and that will change one day once we get more of our exciting training, which I'd love to talk about in another podcast that we're doing now yeah. um, with our clients. But she is, um, yeah. So so I went in, and the girls were like, "Oh, this is happening, this is happening." So they asked me if I could work on them absolutely fine so we go into training sessions so we start working on um her 
lining up at the mountain block herself. Very quickly became apparent that, you know, that wasn't going to happen. She was like, nope, don't want to go in there. Even if you've got food, I do not want to go in there. So I worked with her um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday morning. Um, and for like half an hour, I guess, okay. an hour. Um, but we're not just working on that mountain block. I'm not going in and going, right, that's it, we're going to work on this mountain yeah. block. Because if that's I did all that, we're doing, yeah, yeah, the next day she'd be like, I don't want to come train with you because I know yeah. you're going to make me do that yeah. thing. Now I'm not going to go into the arena. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So I wedged it in between doing lots of things that she enjoys. We're teaching a spin at the moment, which she's got really good at, which is fantastic. And also loads and loads of scratches. She's very itchy, mm. cobby pony, and all we do is scratch in there sometimes Lesser. just to make it like... Because she, actually she's valuing at the moment the scratches over anything else, mm. um, which is really interesting because mm. um, of the time of year, I guess, and she's all that little bit matted and, yeah. you know, in between the legs and stuff. Anyway, so um, the way that I teach the mountain block at Conquest is slightly different because the, the mountain block is, it's like a walkway, so mm. it's slightly different. So I use cones. So I'll put three cones on the lead up to where I want her to be and then one cone where I want her to be. So she lines up. And so I send her to each cone. So the first three cones, she's fine. And then when I ask her to go, in, she's like, nah, and just walks off. So what's really um, been interesting with her is that today, the, this morning I did it and she went straight in, which was okay. really good. Yeah, because I think we've been doing all this other stuff as well. And mm. she kind of thought, well, it's not that bad. And what I did is I had some carrots and I saved the carrots, withheld the carrots for like a week. When she got into that mountain block, I was like, yes, 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 yes. Mm. And I was just carrot, carrot, But also carrot. she built up that trust. That I wasn't going to force. It was yeah. her choice. Yeah. It was her choice. I did ask her, but if she didn't want to do it, she that's fine. And I knew it wasn't because she didn't understand what she was. No. I knew she, she understood yeah. Yeah. very well. And then actually I was able just to get her to stand. And I walked up the steps to the mountain block. She didn't move back. And I was just stood above her, scratching her, oh. feeding her, which was lovely. Fantastic. Okay. So that's it. Session over. Great, jackpot, yeah, this is brilliant. <laughs> then, um, about 20 minutes before I left, she had a lesson, a lead rein lesson, and they just, you know, they don't use the training because we can't um, mix it up uh, at this stage. And um, Nick Nick came up to me afterwards and said, yeah, so <laughs> they were in the arena leading Trico around and she kept dragging with a rider on, dragging people to line up at the mountain block. She just kept putting herself in oh, there. Because that's where she gets the carrots. Because that's where she gets the carrots. And so that is a, a stimulus control thing, <laughs> where the stimulus control isn't there yet. Yeah. And it's difficult. When you first teach a behaviour, actually, I don't, you can't immediately get stimulus control because you need to, to work over that time of, of not rewarding that behaviour when mm. you're not asking for mm. it. They have to. That's a process of learning. And that's something that I now have to figure out okay, how are we going to get around that? Yes. You know, that's a really yeah. interesting... They don't reinforce it, so she should learn that pretty quickly, but also we have to be careful that we don't. that doesn't lead to... I must keep training that. If I didn't keep training that, that's when we would see the extinction of the behaviour and it wouldn't happen again at right. all. okay. 
but it may rear its head in future with a little bit of spontaneous recovery. Okay. Right, okay. So when you... So this happened with rum. Spontaneous recovery. Spontaneous recovery. I know. I didn't know what it was called. <laughs> yeah, great until, example. Until um, then... Well, well, it was Nick Nick. Yeah. Uh, but, um, so we're walking rum out. This, this is what we're talking about. So, so um, as we know, he's only a youngster in reception. And um, <laughs> so... But the, the idea is we need to get him walking out because... His environment needs to grow. We need to. I need him to feel comfortable walking out and going different places. Now, last year when we first had him, when we walked him out after he was gelded, we had a little bit of an accident in that he got away from my friend who was leading him and in the woods, and it just scared us both a little bit. But he actually didn't go that far. He went over to a fresh bit of grass. Yeah, but that's it, awful. <laughs> yeah. But it was scary, and he's my baby, and he's very strong when he wants to be. He's very strong. So I'm physically not particularly strong. So I have a couple of really good friends that help me walk him out. One is Cassie, who will help with the backing of rum, and you as well. And then the other one is Nick Nick, who works at the centre with you, Kate. So we, we all walk him out, and we're expanding his environment. So we're walking him out, and we sometimes we take him in the lorry, and we park somewhere and we walk home, or we just go around the block, or we just go up the road and watch the traffic, those kinds of things. And sometimes we wear the saddle, sometimes we don't, all those kinds. So we're trying to really mix it up so that it's kind of different and exciting, but not over threshold. Mm. And how was he, he used to be when you were leading him out? He to begin with, he kept he kept turning, he, he was... On his toes would be one of the words I suppose people would use. I suppose he was, he, I wouldn't say he was over threshold, but there was definitely stuff going on. Um, he was, he would cut you up, is the word. So he'd, you'd be walking with him and he'd run in front of you and go to the side of the road. Uh, and so not drag you to the grass, it wasn't like a dragging you to eat. He'd, he'd cut you up in front and and um, and he's strong. He's a big boy, and mm. it's quite unnerving. Um, so we started walking him out in twos, <laughs> so that you'd have the, him, then the handler, and then another person. And I started using the target, so that as he started to come round, cut up, you'd poke the target in front, and he kind of almost reset himself. Mm. Show him where you wanted him. Yes, to be. Yeah. yeah. So, so he st he was doing that, and then he we managed to get on top of it. He managed to stop doing it, and then he'd walk out fine. And this carried on, and he was walking out fine, and we we're building his environment. Then we stopped walking out for a while because it, life just got busy, and you know we just didn't have time, and we were doing other things like lorry loading, and you know mountain block, and shoulders over, and all the other, <laughs> all the other behaviours we're learning, and you know we were, it was just that I could walk him out, but I didn't have time, so we didn't do it. Or the day we were going to walk him out, it's peeing it down with rain, so we thought best not, you know those kinds of things. Um, and then so it was, it was about three weeks of not walking out. And um, Nick came over and he walked out fine that day. And then two days later, she came over and we walked him out again. And it, this behaviour reared again from nowhere. You know, it just reared its ugly head. So we, there was no reason for it. There didn't seem to be any difference in the environment. There was no new horses in fields. There was no cattle, no sheep, no nothing. There wasn't big trucks. Nothing that we could think of that 
would make this behaviour happen again. Um, but it did. But it did. And so when we discussed it, so there is, when you get a behaviour and it stops, it's called extinction, but there is this thing, and it works really, really well, mm. but there's this thing called spontaneous recovery. So the behaviour will come back very randomly, only a couple of times, and it will be a lot stronger usually mm -hmm. than it was before. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's to do with you know, a lot of neurology and, and learning processes and stuff like that. Um, and it'll only probably happen once or twice and, the, and then it will stop again. But it is something to be aware of because I think people worry that, like, oh, my God, we've gone all the way back and then it's going to... Yeah, I felt like that. I mean, I you, felt... What we... happened the time <clears throat> after? Because you did it one more time we after We did it that, one more time you? after and he was much better. Yeah. Um, and, again, we were going to walk him out this week, but the weather's just been rubbish. So we've had two or three walkouts since... And he's been fine. But it was unnerving because it was like, well, hang on. Where's, you know, where's that cool cucumber gone? Where's that... that Do you think you know, it's like um, akin to <coughs> a relapse? Like, yes. having been a smoker and having... I gave up a few times. I mean, yeah. I don't smoke anymore. But um, yeah, I would get to, like, that three-month thing and i go, oh, I can just have a rolly. I won't start smoking again, yeah. you know? And then it comes back. I'm like, oh, I really enjoy this. And it's like, I wonder if it's a little bit like that. The it same might theory. be. It might be. It might be just. It's what I did, and I. And it, I mean, the thing is, when he when he did it in the in the beginning, it worked because he's, well, yeah, he yeah he got cut you up and he, yeah. he, you know and that's the and it, it it's not as if he doesn't want to be with you. It do, it's not even that. It's just a very strange thing. Well, but, but he would <coughs> cut you up to go to the grass, right? Yes, but he wouldn't drag you to the grass. So he could. So if you're leading him on the right, he could. He could go over to the other side. So he could go away from you and drag you that way. He wouldn't do that. He cut in front of you. Maybe the grass looked better on the other side. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But what I learnt from you and Nick talking to me about this spontaneous recovery, recovery I always want to say combustion. <laughs> you do, don't you? Yes, the spontaneous <laughs> recovery <clears throat> is that actually... That would be really helpful if we all knew that, because mm. if you've got a behaviour like that, which is clearly not, it's not safe, mm. you know, and it's not wanted, and you th you, you're you using all this positive reinforcement, and you, you, you know, you're kind of like, come on, this is a really good, you know, good thing, we're enriching your environment, we're having a nice walk, you know, I've got, it's scary for us, but also it's kind of good to know that this does happen, that it's not that you're not doing the right thing it's not that you are failing or that you've done something wrong or that your horse is misbehaving mm. it's actually this happens a lot yes and <clears throat> I find it quite when you told me I know it's a bad thing but for me it's quite exciting because it's it for me it's like yes that's spontaneous recovery happening and it, it's so I find I mean I've realized from this thing to, back to a couple of our podcasts that I seem to find everything really interesting I yeah. say that but um, it is really interesting is because really this is what you know. This is what neurological studies show us, yeah. in the, and the science, and and you can actually <coughs> the see old it habits. happening. Old habits, yeah, die hard. hard. And also, <laughs> the, uh, the underlying principle that that this isn't really his fault. No, you know, let's not get pissed off with Ram. Yeah, because actually, it's just a, it's something that's inherent in him and in us. It is, and when you think your horse isn't following that manual, and if you've got a horse that you are 
rewiring, you know, we talked a lot about rewiring the traumaed horse, mm. that's going to be really hard for them, mm. isn't it? So, so you yes. can see why the mountain block and lorry and trailer loading and all those things can be so difficult that mm. you think you've got it, you think you've sussed it because you're using all this positive reward, mm. you know, you've retrained it and, it, and they, they seem to be great and they're great six, six times in a row and then seven, eighth and ninth, you're like, hang on a minute, we've gone right back. What on earth has happened? And it is just that spontaneous recovery. Yes. And being able to label it almost helps. Yeah, and I, th I think the reason why we don't hear it that much mm -hmm. is because it's more of a behavioural thing than it is a positive reinforcement thing. So okay. usually, what because you need to have the, the behaviour present first for it to happen. So usually, like, if, you, if I went on a consultation, behavioural consultation for a horse that's got a problem with such and such... I would then make sure that I give them that document and I explain to them about spontaneous recovery. But okay. not everybody that's doing this training, it's not a, for yeah. a behavioural thing. It's because people just want to start this new journey. So there isn't that behaviour present at that time okay. for it to happen. Mm. You, but actually, people do need to know it because there are a lot of behaviours that their horse is probably doing that until they start doing the training, do they realise that actually, no, that's mm. not that's not good, mm. a good behaviour. And therefore, know? when you see the manuals and the videos and this is step one and this is step two and this is step three and... And then suddenly all... your horse is like, step one, what? And then they've got it, great, yeah. you're done, take that box off you go, yeah. next move on. And actually, that's not the case always. It, I mean, sometimes it is, it depends on the behaviour, but that's not always the case because my, my horse has got that for four months and now all of a sudden he hasn't yeah. you know it's it is it's a relapse like you say it's it's yeah. a, it's very interesting yeah absolutely and I think you know just kind of summing this up a little bit you mm. know my horse isn't following the manual if you're really stuck find someone to help you yeah. <laughs> and find the right positive person that can just come and have a look. That might be a friend that's been doing reward-based training. It might be a mentor. It might be a trainer. You might go online. You might go onto a forum. You know, just just look out there for help. Don't don't just just keep beating it with a stick because well, that's some, the worst thing yeah, you can do. But I also think sometimes if, it, if it's not going right, then that then you get dogged down with it don't you and then you start looking at other things and other ways and you might become a bit disheartened with the training yeah. and that's only natural too but I think in general sometimes it just sometimes that fresh pair of eyes that fresh day that night's sleep whatever makes yeah. such a difference or like you say just parking it and leave it and go and do something else and come you back may, to it and you may be surprised what happens because with treacle I know that I don't have the luxury of treacle being my own horse I have certain goals I have to reach with her so I have pressure I'm in a slightly different scenario at yeah, the centre because yeah. she needs people need to get on her so she needs to go into the mountain block but actually having the confidence and the trust of going no but if I let her opt out if I just if I don't stress too much about that it will sort itself out yeah yeah and it did mm. and it has mm. and it's and and you know great fantastic yeah cool yeah. If you'd like to make contact with either Kate or myself, you can contact us via Facebook. We are Little Green Stables or Ecological Positive Partnerships. Or you can check me out, Becky, on my website, www.littlegreenstables.com. We'd really like to make our podcast interactive. So if you have any questions or anything you'd like us to discuss, then that would be great. So send us a message either via our website or via our Facebook, Instagram and YouTube channels. Thanks. Bye bye.